Hey everybody and welcome to Shooting the Shit with Two Nerdy Black Guys, aka Two Nerdy Black Guys Without the Profanity. I'm David Major, some of you out there might know me by my initials, DJM. My co-host, my long-running co-host, the other nerdy black guy of Drunk Kids Gaming fame, Mr. Brandon Cooper, King Kaz himself. What's up, Cass? Hello out there, people. Man, it always seems like it's been so long since we've done this show, like, the last time. Like, I'm... You know, I, I thought about that. I was thinking about that when I was making dinner tonight. And I was thinking, you know, it would be cool for us to try and have a regular concrete schedule. But if we start doing this podcast every week, you know we would run out of things to talk about. We really would. So I, I think that we the little gap of time is is okay. It's okay. I I, I can see that. I can see that. Hey, I, I will agree with that. That's not a. It's not a bad thought process to that. No, I I just think that I, this is our way of making sure that the podcast actually stays interesting for our three listeners. Yeah. I, uh, oh, 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 so this, uh, not the thing I've been trying to think about all the pre-show, but I decided to, uh, uh, before we get into anything else, I decided that I'd start reading some comic books again, because DC and Marvel, uh, both have, like, big new overarching storylines coming up, where, um... Where nothing where, that's happening now will matter in six months. Probably, but, um... It's it's all taking into account. Yeah, once they hire new writers and stuff, nothing will matter. But it's all taken into account. All the stuff that's been going on, and now it's coming back around to to this whole new thing for DC, um, with their whole new rebirth thing. Um, and Marvel's doing uh, they're they're bringing back their Civil War series with Civil War two, because it was so good the first time. Another Civil War would be just as good the second time. <laughs> I guess. Civil War Two, Civil Harder. Yeah. Um, so I've been so far. I've been reading the DC stuff, um, and it's very interesting. And it and it it brings me to a conversation that we always like to have, and it's the 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 ideas of a content creator, right? Because what they've done is they've taken somebody's older work and. Ha, are now working it in with newer stuff because DC owns the property and they don't necessarily need to ask for permission from the person who originally created these characters who exist outside of the DC universe. Um, and, and those characters being those of the Watchmen. Uh, some of you may have seen that movie or read that comic book, but they're, integrating Watchmen characters, which was this standalone series um, in about, I think it was the 80s, I want to say. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But in the 80s, uh, about superheroes, it was a very standalone, one-off kind of thing, a series of books that came out, and that was that. Um, they are now integrating them into their major universe storyline. Um in in ways that have yet to show show itself but it it has kind of made me like sit and think like well 
I I wonder what the original creator, who is still alive and and still goes to cons and things like that. So at some point there will be an interview with this gentleman, and somebody is going to ask and him the who question. Who is this gentleman we're referring to? Alan Moore, uh, mm. who has written who has written for DC in the past, written a lot of good DC stuff. Um, he's written some Teen I've, Titan I've stuff. Heard, if you want, I've like heard a resume, he's a bit of a jerk. He's he's a bit old and curmudgeonly. But he's mm. bit old and curmudgeon towards the industry. Um, cause he, he was one of those guys who's always like, Oh, you know what would be really interesting and creative if I did this? And they were, you know, always like, Yeah, it would be, but no, 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 you're not going to do that. So, you know, he ended up being very old and curmudgeon He's one of these guys, a lot of his works have been turned into either animated series or movies. And everybody's always like, oh, man, hey, that Watchmen movie it was really cool. What do you think? And he's like, I hate Hollywood and it's stupid. <laughs> so he's a very old curmudgeon dude. And and for, for to a certain extent, you know, it's, it's understandable. You know, you been in an industry so long and it you love that industry but in a certain sense it treated you wrong so i can see that but that that takes away from my role play that i want to do i want to know in djm's mind if you have something that you created so long ago and you know you still collect money from it here and there and it's kind of your passion project how would you feel about somebody kind of taking it and adapting it into something new I would, one, be intrigued because I I would say, all right, let's see what you got. Let's see if you have my idea, my vision, and see if you can make something of your own and make it interesting. See if you can Mm -hmm. do what I did, young man. Get good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Secondly, uh, if this person were to contact me and to say, hey... What do you think of this? I would say, well, I'm, I'm glad you contacted me, but this is your idea. This is your vision. Thank you for allowing me to give me my input. You have my blessing. So those would be my two ideas. I'm generally pretty open minded with that type of thing. I try my best not to be the old cantankerous miserable guy. <laughs> I try my best. So I, I am, I would say that I would be intrigued and curious. And if they were to reach out to me, I would be much appreciative because I think eventually you do have to pass things on to the next generation, don't you? Yeah. And I think some of, I think most of the stuff he's been okay with. I think Watchmen was one of those things where. Um, with everything that I've been, I've been reading and, and looking at recently, it was one of those things where he fought so hard for so much creativity with that book because he originally wanted to use, um, like this, this offset cast of, of DC characters for this book, but they were like, yeah, no, you can't use those. Well, he wanted to use a, a different offset cast and, Somebody else had the rights to those. So he was like, fine, whatever. And then somebody else made a suggestion like, oh, why don't you use 
uh, these line of comic book characters from this this other publisher. So he went to looking at that and like he found out DC recently purchased them. And then he was like, all right, well, you know, that's cool. I work with them. So maybe they'll let me use those because they're some shitty just offset characters. And they were like, yeah, nah. So they ended up coming up with like alternate versions of the characters that he wanted to use from like, you know, kind of some some of the like serial series of those World War II style comic books of just weird one-off characters um, yeah. and created this thing. And and it's one of the things he's been kind of the most old and about, especially when it came to the movie. The movie, he never really says if he likes it or doesn't. He's just like, ah, Hollywood's dumb and they, they make these weird, you know, versions of things. And like, he just hates Hollywood and that whole kind of thing. Um, which I think the movie is a really good adaptation of of that book, a really good like love letter to that comic book. But I'm not the original creator, so to each their own, but I just thought it was something interesting. And I have, as a reader, been kind of enjoying where, what they're trying to do with this re- kind of reimagining of the DC universe by claiming characters have done some things to the universe. You got to read it and see. Or I'll give you spoilers once I've read more of it, but not right now. Well, like I said, you're you're more than welcome to keep tabs on it and and tell us what's going on. Just mm. know that in six months, none of it will mean anything. Well, yeah, that's usually books. yeah, that's usually around the time new writers start. <laughs> People move again, to different projects. This is why I've never bothered with comic books, Kaz. And I I, I, will. I will say they they did the they did the like very. Uh, show an anime thing of of in introducing this new stuff they intro- they reintroduced a character that had been dead and they were like oh no yeah no he's dead and then they're like well no 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 he's back he wasn't really dead he was just trapped in a different universe kind of thing and i'm just like oh, damn you and i was like oh, well, that's that's been care. going on in that's been going on in american comics almost as long as shonen yeah, I know, but it's 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 like so such a well known shonen thing now, but it's just so funny and and I I just love it. I love I love, and you know what? I will say they did it. I don't I don't want to really give it credit, right? Because you can do that in an interesting way a hundred times, and I I will always stick by. It's more interesting to leave a character dead than it is to bring a character back, just because that character's voice means something. Like Hi Wolverine. <laughs> Hi Wolverine. Hi Bruce Wayne. Like like they've killed off Bruce Wayne twice now, and then the the new fifty two, they were like, eh, you know what? Let's just use uh, Bruce Wayne again. <laughs> like after after having this really cool storyline. But all is good, you know. It it was interesting. Um but that is not the biggest thing happening this week. Because it is easy. Uh, no, uh, there are there are people that are actually creating new things, believe it or not, and we saw some of them at the 2016 Electronic Entertainment Expo, Mr. Cooper, mm-hmm. uh, also known as E3, and uh, yeah. there was some stuff for some video games. Uh, all the big names, the Ubisofts, the EAs. It's in the game. Your Sony's, your Microsoft's, your Nintendo's, and, and their whatever quirky shit they're doing. They were all there, all the luminaries. Yeah. And, uh, I know I, there were a know. couple of, there were a couple of things from E3 that I want to talk about. And just one overlying 
thought that I had about E3 coming out of it. And uh, what did you think when you saw? It? I have one over one big thing, but you go ahead. Yeah. So so I've so far I've watched Bethesda. I watched the Bethesda conference live. I kind of missed some things here and there. Um, that they were talking about and I rewatched the Sony press conference and everything else. I've kind of read things about here and there. The over the over like the overall thing that I've taken so far is I really liked how tight and compact the Sony press conference was like it wasn't too over the top. Like, I, I, I'm so, but there was really... a lot of, there was a lot of presentation. Like, yeah, there was, they, they there was didn't, presentation. Th- there was clearly thought put into the overall presentation. Yeah. And the star of it was the games. Well, except for maybe the, the Hideo Kojima thing, right? But overall, the star of it was the games. It was like, all right, look at this game that we're going to bring to you. Look at this I was going to say this. I was going to say the star was the orchestra. The, the the orchestra played a really big role too, but it wasn't like other press conferences have been. And I, I I will say I haven't watched Xbox yet, and I haven't watched um Nintendo yet. But it wasn't like other ones have been in the past, including Sony. In that where it's like, oh, we we want to bring you this game that that you've been hearing about, but to present it to you, here's Chris Rock, you know, like or just any whatever fucking celebrity that you're just like. I don't, okay, I don't care, like, I don't care, like, all right, now I gotta hear eight minutes of, And can every single organization at E3 stop with trying to get celebrities to act like they care about the video games? Can they all just stop? Which is very funny, because... It's so painful to watch sometimes. And I just had a conversation, I had a conversation earlier, which is so, so specific to this with somebody because they were like, a couple weeks ago before E3, they were like, oh man, I hope some new, like, you know, like snowboarding skate games get announced because I've been missing that or whatever. And the old ones are feeling old. Um, So I hope there's some new ones that get announced. And a couple of new ones got announced. And while they were watching the the world premiere for one of the games, they were like, the stupid world premiere featured a prominent snowboarder who didn't know anything about the game, didn't know how to play the game, and didn't necessarily show the game off in his in its best light, you know, because he was like, oh, how do you do this thing? And how do you do this thing? And, you know, um, and I'm like, yeah, but that's because we live in a... In, a world now where where all that is handled by marketing right all that is marketing season they go all right snowboarding game all right who can we get oh man we can get that you know ex snowboarder or whatever um to come Have I mentioned show off the that game i really hate marketing people i really do yeah yeah i i i'm not gonna lie marketing is one of those things that i feel like if i had the wherewithal when i was younger i probably would have went into um I Not that I twitched. can go into it now, but, uh, but I, I just twitched, Kaz. I, I, all right. 
I know, but I understand it. And I was explaining it to them that like, we live in a, we, we're living in this media society now where like, people don't even care if the game is shown off in the best light. They just are like, Oh my God, that person was playing it. That's so, that looks interesting. Cause you, there's so much try to get the necessarily the, the casual gamer and the non gamer drawn in, which is why the, like the segment with, uh, Conan O'Brien on his show, the clueless gamer, where they like hand him a game and he fucking pounds at the controls like a caveman. And it's just like, oh, wh- wh- how do you walk in this thing? It's so crazy. Like, and he does that whole like way too dumb for a person that you know is not that dumb playing a video game thing. And people and companies send him games because they're like, oh, yeah, will you show our game off on your show? Like, because they know. Uh, a bunch of goddamn thousands of hundreds of millions of people are going to watch it and moms and dads and they'll be like oh my kid would probably like that game and they're not looking at gameplay they're not looking at at game mechanics they're not looking at story they're just like oh, oh well conan made that look surely funny i might buy that for little timmy you know and people are ba- like marketing teams are banking more on that than Showing off games to us, people who understand Marketing games. people bank on the idea that everyone is a moron and can be That's easily it. manipulated. And that really upsets me. That's why I don't like marketing people, because they believe that people can be easily manipulated. And in this world, in this space with video games, it doesn't work. That people now more than ever are so more aware of things like gameplay and storylines and, and all of these things that actually matter to a video game, uh, as opposed to the cover art of the game or a celebrity being in the commercial. People that are going to buy the video game do not care about that kind of thing. And marketing people don't get that and i find that really annoying yeah i i marketing people are a necessary evil right because they spend enough time to understand the general population right and i will admit day in day out i hate the general population people are cool but oh my god you're you're spending and buying and and thought habits just drive me insane you work in retail you work in retail man yeah you deal with the unwashed masses on the regular i do it kills me day in and day out i thankfully Mm. have never had that in my in my life uh Mm. i started with a real grown-up adult job very very early uh, the only problem about that is that I've had more than a couple of bouts of extended unemployment, uh, including most recently, where it was just about two months, which was yeah. not fun. was not fun at all. I no, kind of went fun. crazy in it, and it kind of sucked. But one thing I can say is that I have a few interesting interview stories, like the one that I had that was a government job. And mm-hmm. I went in and I answered all of the technical questions, including the ones where they said, well, never, nobody ever gets that one right. Wow, that's really something. 
and you know, it's it's an interview. You think that you're going in and you're supposed to sell yourself or at least not totally shit the bed. And I think I did a pretty good job of that. And normally, Kaz, when you get a phone call the day after the interview, it's usually a good sign, right? Normally, yeah. Normally. But then again, this is me we're talking about. And if If you haven't figured out by now... Most things that involve your boy DJM aren't exactly normal. So, while I was at the auto shop, because my car was still in the shop at the time and I couldn't go to Colossal Con, I got that phone call the day after the interview and they, and they told me, we really, 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 really like you a lot and we were gonna offer you the job but this is a government job, so the budget just got cut. Sorry. And it, here is your boy, one, not being able to get his car uh, after a week after being told he would, uh, and then just getting the news that he almost got a new job in the same day. So, And not only this, this was out in public. So I couldn't rage and scream and cry. So yeah, that, that was, that was just one of the many interesting interviews that I had, but I did get a job. I will be a productive member of society again very, very soon. So we'll probably start doing this podcast a little bit more. So because I'll actually have events and things to talk about again. Because since I've yeah. been here, I've just kind of been sitting around and not doing a whole lot. You guys see me on Twitter. I'm not doing much. But that's going to change. That will change soon. I'm attempting to make at least one or two cons this year. So I don't have to murder myself. Is it, isn't that the case at this point where... We need conventions to be kind of the release for our safety valve for our crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 like the biggest pouring and out re- release of just everything, right? Because I get to go have fun. I get to go kind of work in the medium I wish I worked in, which is like I get to go do as much photography as I want, um, and and have fun with it and like do creative things with it because people there are in a mindset to be like open and creative and do stuff. And I was like, talking hey. about this with, I was talking about that with, with Casey uh, on, mm-hmm. on Twitter in that at conventions, that is where David can be DJM and have no second thoughts about what DJM is supposed to be. And it feels so good to where I can speak in front of a crowd and people laugh at my jokes and I can shake hands and kiss babies and make friends and influence people and be the DJM that everybody thinks that I am and not be David. And it's been a long time since I've done that. So I, I'm, I'm ready for a convention too. I really I am as well, man. Like, I, but we, I'm ready to ask a, a young lady in a maid outfit to stand in a bush for two seconds while I get this photo that I'm having a concept of. And she's like, yeah, I'll fucking I'll put my cosplay on the line for that. Like, 
You're like, and, awesome. And I have a panel idea. It's it's really high concept because that's just how I am with everything. So I'm I'm ready. I'm just freaking ready to go hang around with nerdy people again. Right, Kaz? Aren't you? Yeah. No, I totally am. Like I'm I'm totally super duper ready to like attempt like life again and and try to do things and like the the want for things and like it's also fueling me to like do other things and and make other changes in life like it's it's been pushing the the get my photography out there more which if you have not noticed I've been uh sharing some of my photography using Instagram so I've I've finally have given up on fighting Instagram and and only taking shitty photos of food and other things um but I've been using it recently to share some of my other for, like my my cosplay photography that I enjoy um some of my work that I've enjoyed and it's also made me go back and want to kind of make a a actual portfolio so i've been kind of going through a lot of my my images and looking at them and seeing which ones stand out against all the others and then which ones stand out compared to what i think is good fashion good costumed photography um as as the professionals would call cosplay photography they would call it costumed photography uh wait stop stop uh what's the freaking difference so so without being rude right it's the it's it's that difference of of hobby versus professionalism and in for some weird thing right not everybody cares not everybody does it not everybody looks at it that way but there are some people who look at doing cosplay photography in the hobbyist sense right it's 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 the guy who takes a picture at a football game that's pretty good versus a photographer a sports photographer taking a picture at a video at a at a football game you know Mm. it means it it means nothing to no one except for the people who give a fuck right who except for the people who want to be those people who are like oh oh you do cosplay photography like you know and i don't care i i don't mind calling what that image is what it is i don't mind calling cosplay photography cosplay photography because what did i what did i take a picture of i took a picture of a person in cosplay yeah if if you want to get there really are all technical. sorts of co- there are all sorts of cosplay photographers out there. This isn't a new thing. No, it's not. And it's not a new thing. It's not a new concept. But people, people like to, to, you know, I mean, you understand this. You, you've worked in the business world where people just like to put certain titles on things because they feel it sounds more professional. Um, and, in general, I, I, I don't care, but I can understand why s- certain people in certain lights would just go, oh, so you're kind of more of a hobbyist when you use certain words. That's just how people work. I think it's silly. I think it it takes away from 
aspects of things rather than adds to them for me to say, oh, yeah, um, it's costumed photography. But I do it all the time because saying costume photography draws a bigger pe- picture in smaller minded people than it does in anyone else. Right. Because in smaller minded people, you say costume photography, they're like, oh, OK, you can, like I can understand that because they think about other things outside of just cosplay because for some people they still don't understand what cosplay means i've done like like in my interview for my current job where i had to talk about like what kind of photography i do i initially said cosplay photography and the person interviewing me was like huh what is that and i was like it's like model costumed photography or fashion photography in in a sense and they were like oh okay because those words are the words they're used to hearing. So those words drew a bigger picture in their head as to what that meant rather than a smaller term that they don't understand to them. Well, that's their problem. Yeah. Kaz, I have a problem. Drop it on me. I'm poor and I'm broke. I know this problem. I experienced this problem. And here's the thing. Everybody and their mother is playing this new hot video game called Overwatch. Everybody is playing this game, Kaz. Mm. And uh, here is old DJM, who still hasn't started his new job yet and does not have unemployment right now. Just kind of... Sitting, wishing he could play, even though he's not really into shooters at all, but he still kind of wishes he wants to play. And it kind of sucks. But furthermore, Cass, mm-hmm. part two. When I do decide to get this game, and I plan to, because uh, after E3 uh, and now with this game, I'm starting to feel like my investment on my PS4 was a pretty good long-term investment. It's starting to look a lot more worthwhile over the next year or so. The thing is, everybody else has already been playing Overwatch for like the last two months. And there is absolutely no way that I'm going to be able to get good at this game. I'm going to suck. And well, I, I, I have to find a way to get this game and not give it up after five hours and sit on my couch and cry. Um, Here's what I'll say, right? Blizzard is really good at making these kind of games have a lot more simpler a a simpler complexity to them when you first start playing them you you'll you'll play them and you're like okay this feels like blank and this feels like blank and okay i i I can get in this i can get into that I, I, i can feel this i can feel that like and you'll get the overall feel of the game and then yes you'll you'll come across the one or two dudes who who really understand the game, understand the nuance, understand in the invincibility frames, all that shit, right? All those people. And this is a problem with fighting games, too, because a lot of times if, if you're... Like with Tekken 7 right now, like the, the release date 
uh, has been given a soft announcement uh, after E3 of of spring 2017. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is that all of the pro players out there, they've already been playing it with their arcade sticks through boxes provided by Bandai Namco for like the last seven, eight months already. Yeah. Meanwhile, everybody else is just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting. And then but- when it finally does kind of come out, there's just going to be this huge divide between people that are already good at the game and then everyone else that isn't. And I'm going to be that guy. I- I'm going <laughs> to play Overwatch. I'm going to give it a try. And I'm going to be that guy, Kaz. I'm going to be the scrub. I'm going to be that guy. So- I'm going to suck. I'm, I'm going to have people yelling at me, telling me how no, much I suck. And then they're going to start saying racist things. And then they're going to start talking about my mom and my dad well, and my hold dog on, hold on, hold that on, I don't have. On. And then I'm going to quit and leave and go and hold on. turn off the PS4 and then put it on Craigslist and try and sell it for a few bucks. And then when I try and sell the PS4 for a few bucks, I'll probably end up getting stabbed. As we were, we were And even if I do get stabbed and it's not a, a life-threatening injury, I, I won't be able to go to the hospital because I don't have insurance right now. That although I guess I, mi- I guess I might have insurance because I'll be working again and I'll have a no. job again. No. But then if I'm injured no. so soon after starting no. this new job and I'm in the hospital and I can't go to work, they'll probably let me go and we'll all be back where we started. No. I will I will very 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 much let you know. Now, you're going to play it on PS4. So, that's a different ecosystem. But I've been playing this game on PC. And I will say, at most, the only time I have had anyone, anyone at all rage in a game to me, it was in a mode that was meant for fun. Right? Like it was in a game mode where the whole game Every time you die, you get a different champion. It may be a champion you know. It may be a, a hero you don't. Um, and I was just like, all right, cool. You know, like, we'll play this mode. And I was playing it with a couple of the guys. And we're playing and we're you're like, oh, man, I don't know how to play this one. Like, oh, crap. What does this person do? And we're doing that. And the guy was just like, oh, what the heck? We don't have any healers. Like, what, what, what is everybody doing? And we're like, you understand it's random selection. Right. And he just was like, he had his little hissy fit. And then that was it. That was all he said. He was just like, he had his two little comments and that was it. And he moved on and everything else has just been fun. Like I've had people like do the kind of be mad during the game. But then at the end, they were like, holy crap, man, that, that was, that was a rough one. That was fun. And you know, at least we tried. And, or I've had people, you know, at we lows. And they they leave. They take their they take their their moment. They leave and they they start a new game to look for a new group. So it it is one of those games where you'll you'll come across the people who you'll look at it and you'll be like, oh man, they're level sixty. But you got to realize they're only level sixty because they've been playing to get to level sixty. It doesn't mean that they have the skill set that you would think a level sixty person has. Like it just it just doesn't. I'm level fifty. I don't have the skill set that you would you would normally think I would have for being level fifty in that game. I don't. I'm good at maybe I'm good at maybe one or two of the characters in that game. 
in a game where you're constantly supposed to change characters. So it, it's it's okay. It's okay. I I don't want to get okay. stabbed, Kaz. I don't. You won't get stabbed. stabbed. You know what's funny though? You you brought up fighting games, and I I, I didn't think about this, but we did our we did our our pre post slash because of the weird way that they did this layout of of e3 and everybody wanting to to one-up the person before them by being like well i'm gonna do mine a day earlier i'm gonna do mine a day earlier i'm gonna do mine a day earlier uh bullshit that they did this year um and while we were watching them one of the announcements that happened while we were while we were doing the podcast was the announcement of injustice 2 yeah was that it yeah so it was funny because you know most of the people there are not into fighting games um and you know we were talking about it and they're all like oh man what who who, who cares about fighting games like what is this what is that you know and i kind of made the very jokingly comment that i was just like well the problem is wait you you were watching this with other people yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 watch and, it with and the they, chat, and then we do the podcast after. They they said they weren't interested in fighting games. Hmm. Hmm. Who are these fuckers? <laughs> Some of the DKG kids. But you listen made... to me, DKG kids. That's your ass officially. <laughs> and it, it was funny because I made the comment. Because of the kind of generality of, of the fighting game community, I was just like, well, the problem is, is none of us here are black enough to care about fighting games. And <laughs> which, which brought a silence to the room. And then everybody thought of the one person that they know in a fighting game community. And they were all like, wait, no, the one guy I had, no, he's, oh, wait, no, he is black. Huh. All right. Well, no. <laughs> And then, you know, every, everybody tried to have that moment of reasoning where like, no, I know one of my friends, he's been playing fighting games. Nope. He is black. Damn. Damn. David is black. I didn't realize that. <laughs> so it, it was, it was uh, yeah. a rather funny moment for me. They were like, damn, all the people who are into fighting games are black or Asian shit. And I was like, yeah, it's just, it's not your cup of tea. I, you know, I, I give the FGC a lot of credit for that because the diversity level within the fighting game community is pretty high. Like, just when I've been to my local casuals, you, you see all mixes of everybody there. And that's yeah. that's cool to me. So, I'm okay with that. But I just had that moment and I thought it was funny. So, so I, does, I that mean, it been a... does that mean I, I'm like, I, I am our, our general community's black guy that's in the fighting games is that me yeah Am I that guy because <laughs> that's that's what everybody did after the fact because then jvz was like was like yeah he was like yeah no kaz is right because he was like it's the only thing that i know that has that djm has a commonality in with other people that i know <laughs> it's just like he's like it's fighting games he's like djm is the only person and then he's like two other people that i follow on twitter talk about fighting games and they're all black I guess that's me then. I guess I'm that guy. All right. I guess that's one thing about me that's black enough. So I'll take it. But yeah, yeah, man, Injustice 2, um, Gorilla Grodd is going to be in it, uh, and a couple of other characters that look really awesome. Supergirl? Yeah, Supergirl. Supergirl 2. Uh, the, the 
they're using the the MKX engine, the the MKX game engine. They're using the the GP GGPO online netcode, which is great. Uh, and they're already having some really cool, innovative stuff with like tech grabs and anti-airs and they're bringing over a lot of the things from the original characters so there isn't so much of a learning curve uh injustice 2 looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and with as well as mortal kombat x did uh i'm i'm looking forward to just what another realm can do with with injustice 2 i'm i'm pretty excited that and tekken 7 are the things that are making me feel like you know what i bought this ps4 haven't been using it a whole lot, but I think, well, and, and a few of the other games too. Like, in a year or so, this is gonna be a really damn good investment. And, I think everyone should feel that way about their PS4, that it was a long-term investment, but it's looking like it's starting to pay off. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I will say, you know what? I, I've, I've made some statements in the past, and I'm gonna admit, you know, that, uh, I may have to take some things back, but even some of the PlayStation VR stuff seemed interesting. I'm not yeah. bought and sold. I'm not bought and yeah. sold. I'm still yelling from my lawn. I'm, I'm still, I'm still you. like, you kids, you kids get away from my, don't you put a lemonade stand next to my house, you piece of shit. But <laughs> I will say, I, I did kind of look over and I was like, that's some interesting ass lemonade. Dude, that that Resident Evil game, that Resident. I want to play that demo. I think I may do that tonight before I go to bed. I might play yeah. that demo. Uh, honestly, demo is let, out let's let's all be honest with ourselves. That Resident Evil game, yeah. I mean that yeah. that looks like some tasty lemonade, doesn't it? Like like it popped up, and I was like, oh okay, this is the this is the like because I wasn't paying attention, and I was like, oh this is a Hideo Kojima thing, and I was like, all right, all right, this is what Hideo's get. And it was like, wait. Wait, what? What? No. What is this? And then it was like... It, and then, it, 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 hey, it everybody, Resident it's Norman Reedus. And then it said Resident Evil. And I was like... What? Is that... That's Resident Evil. And I was like... What? From that perspective? What? What? Yeah. And I was like, found found footage? Are you... What is... How did... What about it? Oh, like, all right. And Kaz, did did you see the the subtitle for Resident Evil Seven? No. What was it? They're calling it Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. Oh, wait, wasn't there already a Biohazard Resident Evil? No. no or was no, that one of the one off like side all right. games? So for the folks at home, uh, Resident Evil in Japan is known as biohazard oh yeah that's that is the name of the series in japan so they're calling this game in america resident evil 7 biohazard now kaz in japan they are calling it biohazard 7 resident evil oh so 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 they're bringing imagining no they're they're it's the same game but they're all just kind of making the titles appropriate for one another to where it's just like yeah okay we realized back in the day everything from japan was retranslated and rewritten because we still didn't 
care about correct dubbing and all that stuff. But yeah, with this game, we're bringing it all together. It's, it's, it's the same game and we're just going to make sure that everybody knows. Yes, we fully acknowledge there are two titles. It's like with M. Bison and Vega in Street Fighter. Yes, it's not it. Two different characters, but they are, they have their names. We know. We get it. Okay. Here you go. Now, Kaz, on the subject of PSVR. Did you, did you, Brandon Cooper, see mm. the Batman VR? I saw it. It's, it's interesting. Come concept. on. All, Come on, Kaz. Come it's on. All, it, it, it's all based on how it's going to control and like, I, I just, it, it's interesting. It's, it's definitely, definitely interesting. Not, not to mention when, when I was watching the, the PlayStation Live, they were talking about how it, it, the VR would predominantly be a detective mission. Hmm. Come on, Cass. see, I, I, I would, I, I'd, I'd be super hardcore in, like, like, you give me a straight up Batman detective game, like you just go in, like you do all that, maybe a little bit of slight like combat, like not a lot, you know, maybe throw a batarang here or there. I, you know, maybe, but you know, all right. You're you're looking at the lemonade stand, and you're you're feeling a bit parched, right? Just a tad. Mm-hmm. It's starting to be summer. It's getting a little hot out. You might have a sip, right? Just a sip. Yeah. I'll I'll think about it. I'll think about when the the kids go home at night and they leave that lemonade stand there. I might I might sneak out at night and just sit by it. Just sit by it. And I'll 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 indulge the kids. I'll say, hey guys, it's your old buddy DJM. It's it's old Deej. I'll I'll have a sip. Let me have a sip of this lemonade. See what you got going on. And uh, I I knew you you throw the glass on the ground and you spit in their faces and you're like, get the fuck off my lawn. And you run away. No, that's you, Kaz. Jeez. <laughs> and, and then me and the kids will will go play Tekken. Cause, you know, fighting games. They're all Asians or black kids. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way they can make money. <laughs> Hard out there in these streets. Uh, it is. It is. Like I was saying, um, it's being poor, man. It's hard. Oh, what else did I want to talk? I talked about did I, I? I talked about seeing Batman the other day, or the last time we recorded. Oh, I I bought I picked up the Deadpool movie. I watched that. Uh, Twelve. Mm, bucks how was that at Target? Twelve bucks at Target. So no matter how it was, twelve dollars. I'm not mad. Um, but yeah, so I sat and watched that the other day, and you know what? Take all the superhero shit out of it. Take all the all that out of it. It was just a good, fun comedy action movie. Like, it was a really well done comedy action movie. Now, when you start adding all the like, the layers and story and kind of, you know, all that, all the origin bullshit, I kind of, and I, I, I watched some of the deleted, the deleted scene stuff. There was some stuff that I was like, man, content wise, I really wish you left that in. I really do wish you left that in because it would have made so much more sense. Like it, it in the grander scheme of this story, instead of alluding to it, like, but as a movie, I thought it was a really good, just comedy action movie. 
Like, I'm not even thinking about the character or the actual, like, origin or, or fighting with is this being done in a, in a good way. Like, it took me out of all of that. And I give it so much kudos for that. It, it took me out of the like, all right, well, you know, I kind of, you know, it took me out of pushing my glasses up and being like, well, I know some things about, uh, Deadpool because I, uh, I read the Weapon X Origins, uh, which, you know, uh, is detailed in, in, in the Wolverine comics about all the Weapon X projects. And then this is, this is actually a Weapon K project, you know, like I, I didn't spend my time doing that because I was just like, Oh, this is funny. Like, oh, holy crap. Like, that scene is so, like, amazing. Like, holy shit, it's so funny. Like, and, and it, it actually just Cass, stayed interesting to me because of that. Let me throw something at you. Throw it. Do you see a possibility in, I have not seen the Deadpool movie, so I don't know if this has already happened. Yeah. Do you see a possibility where, uh, Wade Wilson, and Mr. Ryan Reynolds somehow make their way into the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Um, watching all these movies and, and kind of thinking about all the things that's going on, like, like they're so ready to mix and meld a lot of these universes. Like, there, there's, there's, with, with no, it, it gives no spoiler to anything, but there's a great, little moment where um they're using a couple of x-men characters that are well known to to be around deadpool um and he uh he there's a scene where he goes up to the the xavier school and he goes to ask a question and one of those two characters answers the door and he's just like he's like man He's like, all right, fine. You know, we'll do this this thing. And you're going through all this. And as he's walking away, he's like, man, for a big house, it's always weird that if, uh, that when I'm around here, it's only the two of you. He was like, it would seem as though like uh, there's no there. We can't use any of the other characters or something like that. Like a, just a straight fourth wall breaking line of like, like it would seem like we can't use any of the other X Men characters for some reason. But you two are the only ones ever here. <laughs> like. Um, and he's like, yeah. Um, and then there's like another line later on and he's like, where he's like, oh, what, what did you expect Nick Fury to pop up and ask me to be an Avenger? No, it's only the first movie. At least give me a second movie f- before we get to that t- type of shit. You know, I think that's uh, fair. I think that's fair. Give him, give him another movie. Give him a couple of years. Then yeah. Yeah. That's why I was saying somewhere down the line. Yeah. And it, I mean, it was good. Like, fourth wall breaking like fun comedy like like just really good just good shit like that that really did do the movie justice and did do the character justice you know because even in the comic books the character is very fourth wall breaking and and very aware that he's a character in a comic book kind of thing you know um so that is what i knew about deadpool and i'm glad you enjoyed it my friend I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed it. So, and I'm so glad I would say it was pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Maybe worth checking out for the Deech. Perhaps. I just never cared for the Deadpool character in general. And yeah. or or Ryan Reynolds for that matter. You know just what? I generally not, don't not care my for the Ryan I, I generally don't care for the Ryan Reynolds, and I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan, but it worked. It worked. 
somehow, mm-hmm. some way, they made those two things work. And I was just like, really? Did I just like a Ryan Reynolds movie? Well, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I hope all of you out there listening enjoyed this episode of Two Nerdy what? Black Guys. This is the show. Brandon Cooper. Hi. Tell the fine folks what you've got going on, my friend. I got sharing a lot of my photography on Instagram. So definitely, if if you fancy the Instagrams, even if you have an Instagram account and you don't use it, just go there. Uh, It'll probably be a lot of photography right now that you've seen before. Because I'm just kind of going through re-editing pictures and, and re-sharing them and trying to, to kind of solidify my style. I'm trying to find my style within my photography. I've taken thousands of photos over the years and I'm trying to figure out what is me. What's my kind of style in photography? That's the thing I've, I've yet to do. And I think that's the thing that keeps me from pushing on. So I'm using this moment to explore. To explore myself and, and find well, myself. Where can we see you explore yourself? And is there an hourly charge or a minute charge for it? Not yet. And what it is called is Instagram.com slash KingCazPhoto. Uh, you can go to the other places as well that all, I share all those things. 500px.com slash KingCaz and Facebook.com slash KingCazPhoto. Yes. Yes. And Yes. Okay, thank you, Brandon. That's Brandon Cooper, everybody. I'm David Majors. Some of you out there, I hope so. I'm David Majors. Some of you out there might know me as DJM, because those are my my initials. Pete Rave sometimes says my middle name, which is Jeffrey, and that's fine, I guess. I'm on Twitter at Just Call Me DJM. That's where you can find most of the stuff I do. Delta Juliet Mike dot com for all of the podcasts the anime podcast of some sort it's in season the soon to be concluded fanny pack wrestling podcast as Sadness. well as this podcast right here two nerdy black guys and you can find all of those in itunes stitcher radio and everywhere else podcasts can be subscribed to put subscribe to it on your device and and it'll be right there for you right there anytime you like and once again, as always, thank you so much for listening. If you like the stuff that we do here at DeltaJuliaMike.com, Patreon.com slash DeltaJuliaMike. Gotta remember to get that in there. Brandon, thank the folks for listening in and say goodbye. Thank you for listening. As EJM said, go do all of those things. Come back, join us again when we get the wherewithal to come sit down and talk to you again. And you come talk to us. Hey everybody! Just when you thought that this episode of Two Nerdy Black Guys was over, not quite, because Kaz remembered something that he wanted to talk about. (laughs) It wasn't the thing that he wanted to talk about that we were talking about at the beginning, that he was thinking about at the pre-show, but it was something else that I had been getting on him for the longest time! Yes, yes, yes. Old so, King Kaz has finally started watching Gotham! I did. 
I I watched the whole first season, which is up on Netflix, of Gotham. Uh, this series that DJM has been yelling at me, has been berating me, sending me emails and and snail mail every day. Just Gotham. That's all it says. It just says Gotham on it. Um, and, so and it's finally, because finally. I know you are the biggest Bat fan that I know. Yeah. Um. So, all right. So I finally I, I, I sat down to watch the show. I will say, first things first, right? I love Ben McKenzie. Such a good actor. Um, he's he's the person who plays Commissioner Gordon or Gordon, uh, Jim Gordon, um, not Commissioner yet. Uh, and I don't. I just. I'm not sure. Like what I was gonna think of this show. Um, but I definitely enjoyed it. I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. I'm glad. I'm really glad. Um, what do you think about some of the characters like Detective Bullock or uh, Edward Nigma or, or, um, Mr. Uh, Oswald Cobblepot or, or any of the characters so far? So I will say, like I said, Ben McKenzie, I've been watching him since he was in the OC he he can do no wrong for me. Um, the guy who's playing uh, Bullock, really well done. Donald super Logue. well done. Okay, that's what. Yes, okay. Super super like just had that character down. Um, so well, like like kind of corrupt, but not really. Like I, that character has changed so much in every medium. Um, but he's always kind of been this this person in every medium that's toted the line he's kind of corrupt but he's still a pretty hard line like do justice cop and i i kind of love how they're playing him um nigma i think is played so well as like this person who's just kind of pushed and like he's crazy but he's an okay crazy until he's pushed down into deep crazy penguin is meh to me because I, I hate the way they're presenting his character as like, oh, they're going to kill him. But, you know, if, if you've ever seen anything Batman at all, you know, they're not going to kill the penguin. So it's just kind of weird how they keep trying to almost kill him. But you're like, he's he's going to he's going to get out of it. Like, they're not going to actually kill him. So it's just I, I wish they kind of did a little bit better with that. Everything else, the, the feel of the show, I thought was very well done. I kind of like how they, they altered a few characters. I love how they altered Victor's ass and kind of made him a hitman. Um, like a kind of weird, crazy hitman instead of just a crazy serial killer. Um, I'm trying to think who else. The, the mob bosses are played rather well, even though, they're a little bit more extraordinary in the comic books and and stuff like that, but I think they're played really well in this in this kind of versioning of it. Um, Halle Berry's character, I I could have kind it's, of done it's not, without. It's not Halle Berry. It's not Halle Berry. I mean, oh god, <laughs> Jada Pinkett. Jada Pinkett. <laughs> so so they they all look alike to you, Kaz? Is that it? <laughs> Wow, you went to Catwoman? Uh, wow. Shame on you. My God. 
<laughs> no, but uh, uh, Jada Pinkett's character, I think, especially in that first season, just continues for way too long, man. Like, um, I guess that's just, that's. Uh, I found her to be most interesting, probably because she was she's. She's not someone that you can have this history attached to. And I yeah. think that what they're doing with her was really something. Yeah, it, it, I thought it was pretty cool, but it's just, I don't know. Like, I could have, I could have done without her a lot sooner. Like, I don't know. It's just odd. But I don't know. It's an enjoyable show. So I, I kind of feel bad for not having watched it sooner. And now I kind of want to watch season two. I, I didn't, I didn't full on enjoy it, but as being able, like when you can kind of binge watch a show like that, it becomes so much more enjoyable. So I could have definitely. We've had the discussion on that one before. We've had the discussion on binge watching and we'll agree to disagree, but go ahead. But I mean, for me, like, I, I, if I think if I watched that week to week, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Um, so I'm definitely trying to figure out how I can see just all of season two in one city. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I got to give you credit. You, you were right. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, how do you feel about uh, Jim Gordon? Uh, as Ben McKenzie is playing him, how do you feel about the Jim Gordon character? I I I think it's being played perfectly. I think it is being played exceptionally well. Like right. I I don't know, man. I just I love Ben McKenzie's just do no wrong oh, that's cool. for me. So um, uh, one thing that I always found really interesting is the city of Gotham itself. Like Gotham mm-hmm. is so hilariously cartoonishly hopeless and it's like literally every cop is completely useless except jim gordon and occasionally bullock it's kind of hilarious just how hopeless gotham is as a city and they portray that really well in this show i think (laughs) Um, there, there's a, there's a really good, like, one-off Batman story where, like, uh, this, this new, they, they kind of do the new cop thing. Like, a new cop comes to town and he's very righteous. And he thinks, like, Jim Gordon is an ass because he consults with Batman. And he's like, he's like, he's like, how can we trust him to be the commissioner? He consults with a criminal. And, like, every other cop who is now a good cop on the force is looking at this dude like, Dude, you don't know what the fuck this place was like before he got here, right? So you need to su- shut the fuck up and sit down. <laughs> like, Have several dude, seats, young so man. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like, now, I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. Yeah. What, yes. What's your take on young Bruce Wayne? He's an annoying piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Thank uh, you. He has some, he has some gleaming moments, right? He has some, he has some gleaming ass moments where he, he makes me forget he's an annoying piece of shit, but holy fuck, man, he's an annoying piece of shit. And I, I wish, I wish they just 
played it a little bit different. I don't mind him being an annoying kid, right? Like, that's fine. That's fine. Because, no, he's not going to be Batman, like, right away. He has to go through trials and tribulations, and he has to go through all the shit that he went through in his 20s that makes him Batman. And um, that's fine. But <sighs> he's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. so annoying and sad and you're just constantly watching it and you're like god damn it just just grow up and be bruce wayne already just just be bruce wayne already <laughs> but you know he can't so you're just constantly even more annoyed by there. it and you're like you gotta god get damn there. it fuck you gotta go through all this shit fuck fuck <laughs> it's all about how how you get there but i'm glad you're enjoying it kaz i'm really glad you're enjoying gotham i'm really really glad all right i am man that's it i i i just i i feel so bad now i should have listened to you sooner i should have listened sooner well i'm i'm glad you you finally came around and i'm just glad you're enjoying it because that that just means there's one more thing for you to watch and and enjoy it is it is it is i just gotta figure out where i get it somebody tell me where i can watch season two I know everybody's Send gonna Ka- probably say Hulu, but goddamn, I'll look around. I'll look around, Cass. I'll look around. Your goddamn okay. interface. Your interface. I will. Well, I will look around. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye. Yeah, thank you. This is the second goodbye, but you know, this is the final goodbye. <laughs>